that are at our fingertips anymore, that what happens is it can get us caught up, right? You know, we, we can see people's lives at the touch of a fingertip. We can see what's going on. We can read what's going on. We can see, you know, just like Pastor Brandon has said before, show the best, hide the rest. Yeah. Right? Because we don't see everything. You know, we see the good things that people show, but it ain't like everybody's going to be like, hey, I just had a fight with my spouse. Just want to let you all know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or like different things. Nobody's going to put that stuff out there like that. You know, I mean, if you do, I mean. How about, how about your. Uh, more power to you. How about your family picture? How many did you have to take before you got the right one? Yeah. Nobody, nobody shows the worst one. Nobody does. You know what I mean? Like, and what it took and where you're, you're so frustrated. You're, you're trying to smile, like, naturally, but you won't choke somebody, you know? Like, well, what about your nobody, friends? Nobody, nobody shows those pictures. Like, do you know we took 15 pictures just to get this one? Yeah. Because it took, I don't know if you... Anybody do big family pictures? Like, it takes forever to find the yes. right picture. Like, everybody's doing something. And, of course, you just got to deal with the kids. By uh, the end, they're saying, are we done? Are we done yet? I don't want to take a picture no more. I don't want to <laughs> wear that. I don't want to do that. No. It's like going in, uh, to the mall and seeing Santa or something. You're like, we stood in this line. You're going to sit on his lap. I've already paid $30. You're doing it. I ain't paying no $30 to sit on Santa's lap. We wave to him as we walk by. You can tell him what you want. What's up? Say it, say it while we walk. <laughs> I ain't doing that. So I was thinking about something else, too. What about our friends? Like, we don't even have to talk to our friends to know what's going on in their lives. Today, I believe we scroll with our friends more than we roll with our friends. Oh, man, that's good. Don't we? Think about it. We just flip through and see. We don't, you know, in the old days, it was like we rolling with our homies. Yeah. We don't do that no more. We don't roll. We just scroll through and see what's going on and hit they like shut the and bash tag. Down. And they can't roll. Shut, yeah, you can't bash. do it anymore. You know, we see how great people's families are. We see how beautiful or cute their pets are. We see how much amazing jobs they have, their awesome new vehicles that they get. We see the amazing cookout parties and the things that they're doing that we wish we were a part of. You know, we see all these things. Cool vacations that are so, they take. Cool vacations they take that are so awesome in everyone else's lives. But our lives lack, it seems, in comparison to theirs, doesn't it? At times, don't you find yourself doing that, comparing like, well, I don't get to do that. I wish I could do that. Or they have the most amazing kids in the world. They never do anything wrong. <laughs> right. That's not the truth. And the other fact of it is, is we can look at it and be like, they always get to go somewhere. I never get to go do anything. It would be so nice just to be able to get to go. Why do they always get this stuff and mine always breaks? Yeah. Like they always have nice things. Why do they get the new toy? <laughs> That's how we feel, right? Though, I mean... If you're all looking at me like I'm crazy, you are lying that you don't do that. <laughs> I'm just telling you, right? Right? I wish I had that. Man, if I had their money, I would definitely. Or like you find yourself <laughs> seeing all these houses that people built that are awesome, and you find yourself sending them in private messenger to each other. Like, wouldn't it be so cool if we had this? Because this is so much better than what we have right now. You know what I'm saying? I've I mean, <laughs> we, we do it. I'm, I'm not going to lie. We do it, right? What about Pinterest, Right? Pinterest has all these kind of cool things on there of what we can do and how it's so easy to DIY Let's, it. If anybody has Pinterest. Raise your hand if you got Pinterest. You got an app called Pinterest on your phone. Right? Yeah. I do. They got I some like cool Pinterest. stuff. They have cool recipes. I'm not, I'm not a huge I thought it was a girl thing. It's not. Until I thought 
okay, there's people like doing stage design, yeah, lighting, like all, there's Pinterest for all kinds of stuff. I thought it was just like a, you know, like a craft show for girls or something. I really did. And then I got on there and I was like, well, I kept searching for stuff and it kept leading me to Pinterest. I'm like, am I going to do this? Am I downloading this? Like, is this in a man card? Uh, <laughs> I had to check it, but. Until actually, one day when you shared something to me and I was like, babe, you got Pinterest. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, I, keep, real, I keep it private. How many, let, let me ask you a question. How many of you have seen something on Pinterest and made something on Pinterest, but it doesn't really turn out like what was it looked like on Pinterest. Come on, for real. Oh, you all are just the most amazing crafters in the world. I'm wanna, just going to tell you that. We're actually going to, we got some of your okay, Pinterest so pages. Let's, let's we're going to show you yours. First up is. So, you know, it says inspirational marble nails, reality zombie nails. They just did it as, you know, it was a Halloween trick. But I mean, really, think about it. Now, Brooke might be able to do something like that, but that is not my forte. My <laughs> nails would look like that, and Trash. they would just have no paint on them afterwards. What's another one? This is a bowl made out of buttons. How many's bowl would look like this bottom one right here? I'm just telling the truth. That's not my thing. Right we, there. we try to do what we, we see. We like, this would be like, a great idea. Oh, that's so cool. And how many of you in the midst of it would be like, by the time, these stupid buttons, and they never, I don't know why I thought about doing that. Yeah, that's the truth. Do another one. Oh, what, what happened here? That's what I want to know. Wait, hold on. Like, I got to figure out what's going on here. So first. this is somebody who, I guess putting Christmas trees upside down is a cool thing. What the? I don't know. But somebody tried it, and look what happened right there. I mean... Charlie Brown's tree. That's messed up. That just looks like a branch was hung <laughs> right upside down. Fell I don't know. House. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good idea to put your stuff. And how in the world does stuff hang right? I mean, it's cool, it's but dangling. I don't know. I just couldn't do it. Okay. Dangling left. Give me another one. Uh, what about okay. this one right here? Anybody ever done this? Now, I have I've seen, seen a few people, even in this church, who have done this craft, and it turned out really good. I've seen I this am before. proud of you. You're amazing. But... How many of you, in reality, could raise your hand and say yours would be the bottom one? You know what the Come problem on. is? Their duct tape was from the dollar store. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't real duct tape. Or they might have had their blow dryer or whatever, like, too high of a setting or something. I don't know. Show the next one. This is the family picture right <laughs> yes. here. This is what turns out. That is out. the best picture yes. ever. Choose joy. Yes. Uh, this is the truth of what takes place. You know this what we right put here? our kids through? Yes. Isn't it amazing? I had a mullet, and it wasn't my choice. Now it's, in, now it's like, popular. Yeah, we saw the most craziest mullets all week. It's strange, I'm but, yeah. I'm not doing it. Okay, show me another one. <laughs> what about this one? This one gets me right. <laughs> That is me, right there. What the? Yes. So beautiful. And that's, like, some kind of rabbit. <laughs> Flattened That ain't up. right. Poor kid. Poor kid. Okay, show me. He doesn't even want to be there. How many of you have ever done the watermelon thing and it turned out <laughs> wrong like that? This one looks like something off the Aliens movie. This one right here. No, no, this show. one down here looks like off Tremors, that little yes. thing that comes up out of the ground. <laughs> what the heck? Mom, I don't want to eat the watermelon. If That's what the kids are saying. If you saying, don't know what Tremors are, I'm sorry. Yeah, you weren't back in the About day. The back in the day show. This is my cake right here. I'm just going to be honest. I am not a cake decorator. It's supposed to be a maker, hedgehog baker. cake. Now, if you had somebody like Christy or uh, Kaylee making your cakes, you know, they Is would that for Halloween? Awesome. I don't know. It's weird. It looks oh, like that. a foot or a meatloaf <laughs> with stuff hanging who, from licorice who's, who's out of it. It looks like meatloaf to me. You know what? Let's, let's make a, 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 a dip and let's make it look like a hedgehog. Like, yeah. What? 
Okay, anyway. I it like they got apples on there. Like, what the yeah. heck is... So cool, but not this cool. This one is... Okay, do another one. Yes! <laughs> that just... Nailed it. Itself. Yep, they nailed it. They did it. If oh we could God. only compare, it would just be like that. I mean, how... Yes. Oh, my God. That's sad. I feel bad for the person who made that. I'm just telling you that right now. They, they, did, they did good. They, yeah, they didn't do bad. They forgot the one eye, though. Yeah. I mean, it's a common sense. There's one eye. <laughs> like, use one eye. Okay, They tried to do ahead. extra okay. and do the other Christy, one. Christy, you tried. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Next. Next one. <laughs> That's funny. That's it? That was no, the last one? No, do it again. One? No. Okay. <laughs> I thought I'd put another one up there. But who has, I mean, think about it. So, look, we put these pictures up here like that, and we're like, oh, that's so cool. And then we do something, and then in comparison to what we do, it's like, that's terrible. The kid's screaming because you've put them in an ice-cold pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah. So none of those pictures really compared to each other. Why don't we put adults in pumpkins, see how they like it? You know? That's hilarious. If we did this like we did with kids, you would be a whole different ballgame. But look at this. This is the truth. None of those really compared. And aren't we faced many days with millions of pictures and millions of things that we see that don't really compare to each other? Yeah. And a lot of times we find ourselves in a place of what I like to call the comparison trap. Yeah. We find ourselves trapped in comparison to the things that we see others do in our lives. You see, in our lives, we are never meant to really be in comparison to one another. I can't compare myself to you. I can't compare myself to anybody else. See, God made us uniquely, but the problem of it is, is in reality, in the social world that we live in today, we try to compare ourselves so much to add up to yeah. those around us because somebody always has something better and you never have enough of what you need. Well, growing up, I remember talking to my mom and dad some of my friends got certain things that and I was like, man, I want that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like back in the day, there were, like Doc Martens were popular, yeah. but they're like $200. And uh, just certain clothes and different things. Jordans were cool when he actually, when he was playing basketball. Like they were real popular too then. And all this stuff. And there's a statement, I don't know if you've all heard it, and you probably have, it said, I'm not keeping up with the... Joneses. Joneses. I don't know who those people are, but we're not keeping up with them. That's what my mom and dad would say all the time. We're not keeping up with the Joneses. We don't live high on the hog. Or hog. Horse. I've heard horse. What? I've heard horse before. I've heard it. No. I don't know about the horse. Well, I don't know. (laughs) Well, maybe it's a Midwest thing. I don't know. I don't know about that. Going back in there at home. I've heard it. High on the hog. Well, how are you high on a hog? Hogs are low to the ground. I'm high on a horse. I'm up above a hog. So what makes sense? And who wants a hog? Exactly. So see what makes sense? That's right. You ever put oil on them? And why are you trying to compare mine to yours? Stop it. (laughs) So here we go. I want to tell you something. It's not like we live life like we're trying to, you know, compare Pepsi to Coke. That's how we live our lives. You know, we live life like we're trying, you know, how many people came up to us you know, I want Coke. You don't well, have Coke. understand. I don't know what to tell you. You know, you. I'm we too bougie for Pepsi. You know, it, it's, we live our lives like that, though. Like, we think our lives, when we look to somebody else's, like, they're Pepsi and I'm Coke. <laughs> That's how we live, you know, or it's vice versa. If you like Coke or, you know, vi- you know, the other way you like Pepsi and you're like, you know, the other way around. But the fact of it is, is we can't live our lives like that. We were never meant to live in comparison, 
with anybody. The only person we were ever supposed to compare ourselves to was the likeness of Jesus Christ. And that is it. I want to read you a scripture in Psalms 139, 13 through 16. It says, for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you, and when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. Mm. So good. See, the enemy would like nothing better than to keep you trapped in comparison. Because when he does, you don't see your true identity in Jesus Christ. You don't find out who you are. You can never reach completion. See, when you're trapped in comparison, you never reach completion. And the reason I say that is because the word of God says that he who began a good work in you is faithful to what? Complete it. And the fact of it is, is if you don't believe in the good work that he's even begun in you because you are too busy comparing yourself to the work that he's doing in others, how can he complete the work that he's doing in you when he cannot even start? Comparison keeps us trapped. Trapped from completing the things that God wants us to do. And you'll never be fully complete until you get to heaven. We know that. But we all do this. We all compare ourselves with somebody. We do. It's right before us every day. And the crazy thing about it is, is that there is only one you, only one life that you live and that you were given. And you know what's crazy about that is no one can do it better than you. You were given your life. You weren't given the person next to you's life. You weren't given your spouse's life. You weren't given your children's life. Nobody can do it better than you. You have to live your life the way God has designed and destined it to be. And if you would start focusing on that, you would find yourself a lot more happier in life because you are living out the dreams and the goals that God has given for you. We fail sometimes because we always focus on like, well, they do it better, so I just might not, I just, I just won't do it. We focus on, you know, everybody else's uh, situation and, and how they do things, and then we get to a place in our life where we're just like, you know, if I can just kind of just stay back in the shadows and, mm-hmm. you know, they'll, they'll take care of it. But I'm telling you right now, the greatest thing God ever created was you. That's right. You know what I mean? He, he spoke everything else, but he put his hands to you. And you have so, many, so much creativity. And when you compare, it's, you know, you start to put yourself in a position and not even, you, you wonder why you're not being used, but half of the problem is, is you're just comparing, and so you just don't step out. Well, look at that. Well, how would I ever get to that? How could I? Everybody's at a different level in their life. How, 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 can, I, how can I do that? You know, like, how can my relationship be like that? Or, you know, they have the best relationship. They have the best friendship. They have the, you know, most, almost perfect career. Like, look at the job they have and look how they, they do the job. When you see others and what they have and you want that, then your life starts to lack. That's right. 
because you're focused on what they have. And I wrote this down, and it's so important. You'll never be content on the inside if you're always looking at what other people have on the outside. It's good. It's really good. You'll never be content inside. Always looking at others. And I'm telling you, it, it, it kills a lot when you always are in this comparison game. You know, we, back then, doing the comparison was almost like what you saw next door. Uh, you always see that with the dad thing. Oh, you know, Johnny got a new mower, so dad's got to step his game up at his house. You know, like, it's always back and forth. Um, and maybe a couple TV shows. I'm like, man, if I could have that life. But now, because of social media and everything else, there's such a huge comparison of what people are doing and, 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 and everybody's life and what they're, you know, it's like, if we could just get to that state. Yeah. And that state will never make you satisfied because, honestly, when you do get to that state, you will look for something else to compare. Yeah. And that's the hardest part until you are content with who God is personally. Well, I think comparison also does something else. Not only does it weigh you down, but I believe it puts an extra weight on the person that you are comparing yourself to of unrealistic expectation that they have no idea, but they won't even ever be able to add up and attain even in their own lives because you think that everything's always so perfect. So when they do fail or fall, then it's just over for you. Yeah. And you think all everything's gone to hell in a handbasket because they made a mistake, you know? And in reality, they're just people. And everybody has something yeah. going on in their lives. Just like you said a couple weeks ago, everybody's got problems. Everybody's got Everybody has something that's going on. And what's crazy is comparison begins in your imagination. Yeah. How so? How does comparison begin in your imagination? Well, the word imagination comes from the Latin verb imaginary, which means to picture oneself. How do you picture yourself? What is the image of yourself that you perceive? And how do you picture others? See, comparison destroys our own image and strips us of our identity in Christ. It leaves us trying to figure out and be what we were never meant to be, what we imagine life to be like. It starts in the imagination. Genesis 1.27 says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. So God, when he first made you, he made you in an image. How he perceived you was to be of the likeness of who he was. But many times we don't perceive ourselves that way because we have so much imagination set up in our mind of how our lives are supposed to be and how terrible they are and how much we don't have and what we're lacking that we forget that Psalms 23 said, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. I lack nothing. It's in the imagination. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Yeah. The image of who we are and how we live our lives should only be compared to God. When we get stuck comparing ourselves to others, our image begins to get blurred. We don't see clearly in the mirror. 
We don't see clearly in the reflection of our lives who we are. And we find ourselves trying to please man rather than please God. See, comparison tends to lead into a man-pleasing spirit instead of one that pleases God. Because comparison is trying always to add up to man instead of God. It's always trying to top off what the world does instead of just coming into the likeness of Jesus Christ and finding your identity in him. Comparison leaves you wanting. So good. See, our imagination can keep us caught on a track of who we think we should be instead of being content with who we are. Snapshots in life. You know, we see all these things on Facebook and Pinterest to Snapchat to all the other things that are out there. Instagram, that's like the biggest one right now. And we see snapshots of people's lives, but they're great to view. But just remember that everyone's life has deleted photos and scenes. Everyone's life has deleted photos and scenes. The parts that aren't so great. See, we live out our life like a movie. You know what I'm saying? It's a continual reel to reel to reel to reel of how we live. And we don't live our lives just off the moments that are the snapshots that look good to everybody else. And we have to remind ourselves when we see somebody else, you know, with all these great things living high on the hog, that they don't have everything all together always. Everything ain't perfect. It doesn't work out that way. The problem with comparison, it keeps us from living in reality. It keeps us from living in the truth. Life is never lived off of just the good moments or what we see. It's the tough moments. It's the hard moments. It's the moments that are combined with the good and the bad. It's the moments where you feel like you're almost defeated and then God comes in and builds character and strength and the likeness of who he is in those moments. Life is lived off the moments that you want to delete. But we don't want people to see those and we don't want to live lives off those moments because we'd rather live somebody else's life because ours is never good enough you may think you want the good parts of someone's life but let me ask you the question are you good are you willing to take the bad parts of their lives too because i'm just telling you right now we've said it and we've heard it but somebody always has it worse off Somebody always has it worse off. And the people you may be seeing that everything looks so good, in reality, they may have something majorly going on inside of them or around them or in circumstances. And let me ask you a question. Have you ever thought of that when you compare yourself that will you take their bad with the good? Are you willing to sacrifice that? Your growth, your moments, it's in the times that are tough that God builds us. It's in the things when we feel like we're lacking that actually he's building us was so much more than we could ever imagine. If you can't handle your own problems, what makes you think you can handle somebody else's? If you're so busy trying to get out of your own stuff going on, what makes you think you can handle what you want to jump into of somebody else's? It doesn't work that way. Comparing yourselves to others is often comparing yourself to a myth. It's not real. It's just a story. Well, I, the scripture I wrote down, and I was looking up something else, but 
It's one we've, we've read many times here. And, you know, it's so good. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5 in the King James Version. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God and the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing it into captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ. Come on. That alone, that alone changes everything. When our imagination and our comparison, all this stuff that we want to compare and, and the thoughts we have, again, they're not carnal, but mighty through the pulling down of strongholds, casting down the imagination and every high thought that it exalts itself. Those, those things that we have that we think, you literally have to just pull it down. Like for me, when I got in that water, I was like, I got to go back underwater, but you know, scream. I have to pull it down. Dip again. I got to pull it down. When your mind wants to take you somewhere and, and then there's an, an imagine. I say this a lot when I, I talk to the, uh, the different leaders and stuff around the church. I'm like, listen, the biggest thing we can do, guys, across the board is communicate. Because the lack of communication leaves this assumption, and this assumption will turn into an imagination, and the imagination is going to disrupt everything. But if we can communicate, good or bad, right off the bat, we know for a fact. Whatever, the, whatever it is, communication is key. And when our minds want to wander, you know, there was moments when, and this could go good or bad. I mean, you, you know, our, our, our daughter had some pretty major health issues. I could have my mind take me somewhere, but I had to pull down that imagination and take it captive. When my health was, or her health, or, you know, people around me, that I'm, I have to pull it down. Because the more you let it imagine, you're creating another world that you live in. And, it, and, and you, you base everything off of that because you never pulled it down. And I, what I feel sometimes is in this um, comparison game is that we've not pulled down some of these imaginations. So we just keep on going through life and those things are still floating around and they keep attaching to your mind of, 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 of other things from the past. But it still applies to your future because you've never pulled it down. It's still a part of the show. You just, you just haven't went over to this block yet because you still got imaginations over here on this side of town and here on this side of town. Until you pull it fully down, you have nothing else to imagine. You know what I mean? Like, you, you have to get it down. You it says pull it down <laughs> and the stuff that exalts itself. It's good. But it has to come what? <laughs> to bring it captive, every thought, to the obedience of God. It has to come to under the authority of who God is. It's good. Because only he can deal with that. Because, listen, how's that been working for you, doing it yourself? You know what I mean? Like, I have to ask that to myself. How, how'd that been working for you, trying to figure it all out on your own, and having it all go crazy in your head? Why not do it? Why not try to pull it down? And, and listen, I'm, I'm telling you, like, there's always stuff that's just going to be creeping and and, and the well, you find yourself telling yourself, everybody always has it better than me. Yeah. Why do I have to struggle, God, so hard? Why do things always have to go bad for me? Why can't anything but, ever work out? Why do I always have to have this happen? I mean, good grief, yeah. I've served you for so long, and everybody else who doesn't even serve you the way that I do, how's it good? Well, you well, find yourself I, doing I've that. Seen in the past and stuff is that even that comparison thing that you have, 
Sometimes it's worse when you have friends that help you compare and push comparison. And, and like you literally have to take all thoughts captive and then you have to make a decision with the friends. Are they toxic friends that need to be a little away a little bit? You know what I'm saying? It's not like we can't have friends, but if you always blend in, what kind of friend is that? There's this always this big battle that, that people want to debate because I've said this many times. I'm like, listen, if you're not strong enough to go back in and, and deal with those kind of situations with people, then you need to take a step back for a little bit. Because how good are you if you just go back in and you've just lowered yourself and just blended right back into the culture you just left? You know what I mean? Like, you've got to get some strength about yourself. But some people can get offended by that, and then there goes the imagination. Yep. Or somebody could say something, and then your imagination says, well, I'm no good, well, you never want to use me, or you... Instead of you pulling it down and say, God, what's your plan in my life? Because listen, we're all human beings. We all make mistakes. But what does God say? What does he say? If we can take it captive, those imaginations and those comparisons that, that build this whole fantasy world, and if we still have some things that we've never pulled down from years ago, we're still going to live like this. And then we're like, well, God had a moment. We're like, what about that back here? Have you pulled it down or is it just still hiding in the closet floating around? Well, when it Hold creeps it up, then you struggle because then yeah. you compare your moments with God. Uh, man, God, we just had a really, I, I, I thought I had breakthrough and I thought I had all this kind of stuff. And now this is going to come back up again on me. Well, I, you I, compare I, moments with God. You know, sometimes we live off those highs. And then when we have a bad moment, that's when we struggle because it's like we, nobody's ever supposed to have a bad moment with God. <laughs> ever. Everybody's supposed to live wonderfully. With God, it's kind of like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Come with me, and you'll be in a world of imagination. You know what I'm saying? And everything is like the most amazing thing. But it's not the truth. God, no. We don't live like that with well, God. And and what's we crazy? See, we see things like this has happened in the church. I remember growing up and amazing revival, Brownsville revival, in Florida, Pensacola, Florida. And you can't even ex describe what happened in that room as you even got close to the building. Like craziness. God just wrecking 12-hour waits in line. But what I found out as I was getting older and going to the different churches and then going uh, to helping churches with school and stuff, that people were trying to compare yeah. and mimic their church. They would put banners on the wall. They would have a glass jar with the prayer request up front. Exactly like if you walked in, it was, they were literally trying to compare that church to their church and trying to get the same results. And they were getting frustrated because God wasn't moving like that in their church. And so they said, well, what if we tried to do what they're doing and put everything the way they did it? And that is a recipe for disaster. Mm -hmm. I've, I saw it with my own eyes many times. And, and I think what you got to realize is you, in, in your own self, you got to just pray. Say, God, what do you have in store for me? That's right. You created me to be unique. My, my print is uniquely made. That's right. Nobody so if you, if nobody else has that print. Instead of trying to compare, what do you want to do with me? How can you use me the best of my abilities? I, I think at times what happens is, is we, we, we get into a fear mode because if we look at it, there's things we should have been doing years ago. If we all were 100% honest with our individual selves, That's right. the things you know in your own self, what have you not been doing? 
All of us, every one of us. And we can live off comparison and looking and stuff like that. It, it could happen it, at, as a church, as a leader. You look at other church. How are they? I mean, how's it's the truth. like what is going on? And, and you have to literally pull those down because if not, it will take you for a ride you don't want to go on. And so comparison is, is, is a very. Well, it traps you. It does. It, it's very deadly. It magnifies what you lack and who you are not. But God identifies who you are. See, comparison magnifies, but God identifies. And the thing about it is, is we were never meant to be the ones who were magnified anyways. And that's the problem is we spend way too much time magnifying ourselves than we do magnifying the Lord. And what happens is we get lost in the shuffle and we lose our identity because we are so got our mind set on the magnification of all the things that we don't think are good or are lacking in ourselves. And what's crazy about it is, as I think about Paul, even Paul mentioned to us about struggles and weaknesses. And what's crazy about it with Paul is that he was giving us an insight to who he was and what was going on when he gave us the scripture talking about the thorn in his flesh. Yeah. Because everyone has a weakness, everyone has problems, everyone has hardship, and everyone has a thorn. Everyone has a thorn. But see, comparison blinds us to think that anybody else has these things. It makes us think that what we're going through is the worst thing ever and that we are just weaker than they are. Maybe even just weaker Christians. Maybe weaker just, you know, as a mother or a father or as a coworker. It happens every day. You cannot tell me that there aren't thoughts that try to come up in your mind that get you into comparison when you are at your job or get you into comparison when you wake up in the morning. It can be even simple of, man... I don't even have enough money like anybody else to buy new clothes. You're already comparing your life to what somebody else has and what you don't. And you don't even realize it because now it's become a habit. And Paul says to us, when you have a thorn, when you have something going on in your life, Paul says to us in 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10, this is in the Passion Translation. He says, but he answered me, my grace is always more than enough for you. And my power finds its full expression through your weakness. So I will celebrate my weaknesses. For when I'm weak, I sense more deeply the mighty power of Christ living in me. So I'm not defeated by my weakness, but delighted. For when I feel my weakness and endure mistreatment, when I'm surrounded with troubles on every side and face persecution, because of my love for Christ, I am made yet stronger. For my weakness becomes a portal to God's power. My goodness. Come on now. Hmm. But see, comparison closes the portal. It traps you in your own strength instead of giving you the ability to live in God's. It traps you fighting through your weaknesses, trying to get rid of them instead of embracing what you have, knowing that God can work through them and in them more greatly than you could ever imagine. 
It is okay to not have everything and have everything together. Yes, my pictures would probably look like some of those people's on Pinterest, and I'm okay with that. I will say, yes, I can do crafts, but I am not a crafter. I don't got time for that. I don't want to do that. That is not my thing. More power to you who do, and you guys are amazing, but I do not want to compare my lives to you for that because that's not something I want to do. But isn't that how we live? Is we actually trap ourselves in something we don't really want, just something we think that we need because it'll make us better than what we really are and what happens is we get trapped looking at what everybody else is doing like that and then we're like well if I just could craft as good as they could who cares who cares if I could bake like them no I don't want to bake I don't care if I could you know have as many friends as they do, or, you know, they always have all these cool get-togethers. Maybe if I could just be like them, you know, I would be more liked. Who cares? That's their lives and what they do, and it's okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Quit comparing yourselves in these traps of comparison where you feel like you got to add up continually. The only thing you ever have to add up to is just being you so God can live in you and the greatness of who he is flow through you. It's not about you being great. It's the greatest he and the great I am. It's good. Man. It's not about comparison anymore. Quit trying to compare yourself. It, it's exhausting. I mean, like, just trying to do that. It, it, it's so exhausting to try to live each day in that rat race, instead of just being honest with yourself of like, what, what does God want me to do? Just me. Not what they're doing so I can try to figure out how, like, it's exhausting. Like, yes. you lose sleep, you, everything gets crazy. God wants you to literally just be you. That's right. Just 100% you. Nothing else. And too many times we live like that. And culture, culture pushes all that. You see somebody doing, or, or, you know, fashion and different things. I mean, it's just like, oh, they're wearing it, so I'm wearing it. They're doing it, so I'm going to do it. Like, we see that. It is a, it is a battle that we, we see all the time. Uh, that, like, well, it started you... from the very beginning. Absolutely. It start, comparison, I was thinking about this as I was praying about this on all my drives out to Bridgeton, and God began to speak to me about how comparison began. It began with Lucifer. Yeah. And comparison really is the root, at the root of why sin and the things that we do in our lives entered the world. And you, you can believe me or not, but look at it. Lucifer wanted to try to compare himself to be God. He wanted to be God. He compared his self to be God. And, and because he couldn't be that and he lacked the ability to be God, he then got himself out of the will of who he was and didn't allow God to identify him. And then all the things that he had, he began to lose and he was cast out of his position from heaven. You think that you can't be cast out from anything? Well, I'm telling not, you, it began there. Not just him. Then it happened in Adam and Eve. But a third of the angels. It did. And then what happened? Adam and Eve. Look at this. Adam and Eve. What'd they do? Well, if you had this with the fruit of the knowledge of the tree of good and evil, then it would be, it, it was a it comparison game. Like you it was a comparison. You'd be like God. 
Cain and Abel. Comparing the offerings that they had. And the first murder was committed off a comparison. Jacob and Esau. Jacob and Esau. Esau despised his blessing and they compared, he compared his blessing to a, a ball soup and lost it. Rachel and Leah and the babies and the things that they had comparing which sister was more prettier than the other and who had more babies than the other. I mean, come on. David and Saul. Saul comparing himself to David because he was ticked because he lost the anointing and because David came up in the rightness of who God was and knew his identity in God. Comparison came in and envy and bitterness and contempt. Tell me that comparison isn't at the root of things. It leaves you wanting more than what you really truly are because you don't agree with the greatness of who God is in you. See, comparison makes you feel like God cheated you out of something. My God. Hmm. It makes you feel like you were, you were just wronged. That God loves them more than you. Or uses them more than you. Uses them more than you. Yeah. Comparison makes you feel like God is a liar. But see, God never lies. He's not the father of lies. That was Satan. And he will tell you every lie he can to get you to try to compare yourself to who you are not so you lose your identity in Christ. Good. He does whatever he can. And I know, I knew we weren't going to get through all of this today and we're going to continue on it next week. But one of the things that God reminded me of you know, we, we look back in Matthew where it talks about the, um, you know, the greatest of these is love in the commandments. And it is because it sums it all up in one. But if you remind yourself what the Ten Commandments are, one of it says, thou shalt not covet. Yeah. You know what that is? Comparing. It's wanting what you don't have. It's wanting what you don't have because what you have is never good enough. Who you are is never good enough. And what happens is it breeds contempt. And that's why I think so many marriages are failing, friendships are failing, things are going on. You tell me that they aren't. Look at, look at a marriage that's failing and another man goes to another woman or vice versa. A woman goes to another man because they're comparing what they don't have in their relationship instead of finding identity in Christ and coming together to grow up in who he is to find the fullness of God in their marriage. So what ends up happening is they go to another because somebody else's grass is always greener on the other side. Well, guess what? You still got to mow the grass. It takes work. And finding your identity in Christ takes work. Yeah. It takes the ability to humble yourself and know that you, number one, are okay to have weaknesses. You have to be willing to be okay with what you are not. To find out who you really are. And I think today is the start of a new day. It's the start of a new day. Stand with me this morning. Today, today we choose to declare war on comparison. We declare war on the comparison trap that the enemy has so easily tried to ensnare us into. And when I was telling you this morning, as I said, I refuse to be the catalyst to the, to the thing that's trying to steal joy in my life. 
And this is what I meant by it. See, I can compare all the things that I don't have. And just like Brandon said, we can look at other churches who we think have got everything together. And all these pastors who are amazing and they've got all these cool books and all these cool things and cool songs and worship teams that have already put things out. And we compare things to that. And we can get so lost in comparison that we miss the moments for God to do what he needs to do in us. Leaders do the same thing. I can do it in my home. When I watch other moms do certain things for their kids, whether it's on Facebook or whatever, and I'm like, oh, I wish I was like that mom no I just want to be me and whoever that is God do it but the problem of it is is comparison can steal your joy there's so many things at our fingertips that can steal our joy because they get us caught thinking all these thoughts and these things you can have one conversation that can steal your joy because what happens is you begin to compare yourself to the words of man instead of the words of God that he said. And what happens is you begin to get lost in it. And I refuse, I said this to myself yesterday and if something changed in me, I refuse to allow myself to become a part of the trap that so easily tries to instead me to steal the joy of the Lord because his grace is sufficient and the joy of the Lord is my strength. I don't wanna do it no more. So who's with me this morning? Who's willing to say, I declare war on comparison in my life? I choose to say, I will no longer compare what I don't have to what others have because greater is he who is in me than he who is in the what? The world. It's the truth. You could even be doing it right now, not saying that you are, but you could even be saying, man, how she say all that? And like, that's really cool, and I want to be like that. No! Be you! Think of who you are! My life is not perfect! You don't want none of this! It's not fun! Sometimes it's fun. I live with him, so it's a little crazy. Right? I was getting spiritual over here. I was getting spiritual for a minute, but, but in reality... I have to learn and still am learning that I have to be okay with where God has planted me. And what's happened sometimes in my own life, just being real, is I focus so much on the things that I don't see happening, that I see happening other places, that I have lost my moment of joy in where I am to understand that God has planted me. And I think for myself, just telling you for myself, that I have caused myself to miss the opportunities that God was giving me to create a blessing. And what I did was I condemned one. That's good. he who is in me than he who is in the world. We declare war on comparison today. We declare war on the thing that steals our joy. Amen? Amen. Let's pray this morning. God, we thank you today. We thank you, God, that you are opening up our eyes to the things in life that are the small little details that sometimes we make so big, God, that try to come in and steal what you are doing in our lives. And one of them being comparison. I don't want to be like Lucifer, God. I don't want to be like Satan who thinks of all the things that I don't have and want to be like something that I'm not to where I miss the presence of God and who you are in me, God. I want to be like you, Jesus. And that's the only thing I want to compare myself to. And no, I'm not you. I just want to attain to be like you, God, in your characteristics of joy, 
self-control. I want those things to rest in my life. And I want to be who I am. And today, God, I pray that every person in here would choose to walk in the uniqueness and the greatness of who they are because you are great in them. I pray, God, that every person in here would begin to humble themselves even to their weaknesses, God, and say, it's okay because when I'm weak, you're 